Welcome to the Reemerge as the Authentic You podcast with Kathleen T. Lindsay. It's a time to agree with God on who He says you really are. Join us each week on all your favorite streaming platforms as Kathleen partners with God to re-image what you never imagined and re-emerge as the authentic you. Let's listen in now. Welcome, everyone. This is Kathleen T. Lindsay. I welcome you to re-emerge as the authentic you, where we partner with God to see who you're supposed to be, and we can see how we can walk that thing out. I'm just so excited today. I have just an amazing young man. I know you guys are used to the ladies being on my podcast, and so this is an exciting change. I know my husband, D. Gerard Lindsay's been on here, but today we have a another amazing man of God that I'm just excited to talk to. And so I just want to welcome him to my podcast. We thank you. His name is Miles Spann. And Miles comes to us all the way from Detroit. Not <laughs> yeah. not tonight. He didn't fly in tonight. <laughs> but thank, thank you for uh, joining me, Miles. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Thank you. And I mean, honestly, we will be talking about me flying in to, to see you guys as you travel around the world really oh, soon. Right. So <laughs> just speaking some things into existence there as we, we start go. off. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I am so happy to have you on the show. And what we talk about on Reemerge as the Authentic You is just anything and everything that has to do with being authentic. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so often we find that being authentic isn't as simple as just using the word of like it's the word of the day, the the term du jour, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to start off by just learning a little bit more about you. I know a little bit about you, but yeah. my audience doesn't. So tell us a little bit about the Miles fan yeah. and the authentic person that you are. I'm excited to to share uh, more about oh, your story. Man. Well, my story, my story starts, like she said, uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Um, you could nickname me Motor City Miles because I've come a long <laughs> way to be here. All right. Um, grew up and born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. I spent 10 years in Illinois before I came here and I came to Chapel Hill, actually, before I got here um, to attend grad school at UNC Chapel Hill. All right. And I stayed I came and uh, uh, visited the Cove and and and, <laughs> and and fell in love and felt like this was a piece of where I was supposed to be. And um, since then, you know, I've been growing as a man in God, but I've been growing also just in my uh, creative pursuits. I am uh, a creative, a consultant. I am somebody who loves to help and push people to be the best that they can be. And it all comes together in this wonderful ball of energy. And um, I think I am someone who just lives off of the idea of seeking the next great thing. That's all right. I like that. I think that will just give us a great segue to get started Mm -hmm. in talking about your excitement about helping and serving others. 
did you at some point discover that that was very authentic for you? It wasn't forced or you have a little bit of background in ministry, your family uh, mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, I have uh, three PKs myself. I can imagine that you had some things. It was like, this is what you're going to do. This yeah. is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Help us understand how you learned yeah. how to navigate the authentic way of serving and helping. And yeah. you, you said yeah. some wonderful things about what you enjoy seeing others yeah. uh, coming into the fruition of the things that they desire for their life. So I was raised by um, my grandmother and uh, we uh, came from a long line of uh, apostolic church, like old sanctified, <laughs> sanctified church. Old school. Huh? Old school. So, you know, that was like women didn't wear pants. Okay. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> women didn't wear pants, but it was always um, men, you make sure you're behaving like a gentleman. Okay. So open doors, do this, do that. But also my grandmother was really big on being self-sufficient. She was huge on being self-sufficient. So I was the youngest in the household. My mother wasn't there. My father wasn't there. So my grandmother spent all this time pouring in certain ideals into me. So the service came from like, I want, and it was coming from a, it was coming from the wrong place initially. All right. It Come was on. coming from Break a place. Break that down a little bit gotta more. Gotta go for into us. it, right? <laughs> Let's uh, go there. It was coming from a place of I want to be useful. It was coming from a place where I want to be neat. I want to make sure that I matter because I always, I originally, not always, I originally felt like I was a burden because my grandmother took me in when my mother and my father were both not able to be there for me. So I always was like, stay small. Mm. It was always stay small. Don't make too much noise. You don't want to cause too much trouble because you need to be grateful Mm. that she's taking care of you. Grateful that she's in your life. And that was the wrong place for that service to come from. Mm. And as I've been here and been working through so many different processes, It got beyond first thing. The first lesson that I had to learn when I came here was just to receive that you are loved. Mm -hmm. And I was never used to being to receiving. So because I was never used to receiving something, I always felt that it had to be some type of transaction. Yes. And that transaction meant that anything I had to do, I was doing it for a reason or for some outcome instead of just doing it for the joy mm-hmm. of doing it. Okay. So eventually I got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm not happy because everything that I was doing, there was, I could sacrifice and do and, and bend to the will of all the people in my life. And I wasn't getting anything out of it. I didn't feel fulfilled. Mm. So go ahead. Go wow. Ahead. That's real good. So so basically you're you unpacked some things once you got uh to kind of in a settled place and you mm-hmm. you started to realize that the behaviors were not bad 
in themselves, mm-hmm. but the motivation yeah. behind them was not pure. And um, so that's one of the things that um, I do focus on in Kathleen T. Lindsay Ministries is to help people to, first of all, identify what those things are that aren't really the truth. Mm-hmm. And we have to take some time. And I know uh, you're a little bit about your journey. We, uh, myself included, mm-hmm. uh, had to take a journey and just say, wait a minute, what are some of the beliefs, uh, belief systems that I was operating mm-hmm. in? What things did I really think that were truth? So therefore, my behaviors lined up with a false burden and um, trying to be accepted. I know um, for me personally, part of my story is Mm -hmm. that I've you know, dealt with a lot of abandonment issues being an adult adoptee and you, you weren't given away to uh, strangers, but you were uh, given away in a sense. Um, Tell us a little bit more about how you unpack that. It was, well, I did go to um, one of the healing and deliverance ministries. Okay. um, Restoring the foundations. I did go to that. But even outside of that, it was a lot of like, why are you behaving this way? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is like self-reflection. But also it gets to a point where you just say, God, I'm unhappy but this is all I know how to do. Yes, that is so true. And what God ended up doing, he ended up opening up my heart. And he says, I truly, he was like, Miles, you truly are, you you want to serve, you want to care. And those things are right to do. Exactly. But you have to do it for the right reasons. Exactly. And when that heart and that motivation wasn't lined up, that was the the dangerous part for me mm-hmm. is because I was leaving myself open for constant hurt and pain yes. because I wanted to do it for somebody to say to pat me on the head, you know, yes. for somebody to say you matter and we care and and we love you. And that's a natural response for a child to grow up. Uh, we, we're born that way. We're born with the need to uh, belong. We're born with the need to uh, have a sense of affirmation and feel like this is, this is what I was born, not just to do. Because mm-hmm. so often what I've <laughs> learned over the last 10, 15 years of my ministry is that too many people are seeking to discover what they're supposed to be doing yeah. instead of who they really are, beginning with their identity as a beloved son or daughter yes. of the father. Yes. You know, and I think it's so amazing. It's such a wonderful feeling once you understand it's like, oh my gosh, I've been pursuing uh relationships and like mm-hmm. the song goes, seeking love in all, all the wrong, the wrong places. places. <laughs> and and so uh we get our Myself caught up in more sinfulness because yeah. we're like trying to be either people pleasers yeah. or just belong uh, to a group or a community. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I enjoy about our ministry is that we recognize that a lot of people mm-hmm. more often than not do not really understand that true identity. Yes. And they spend a lot of time um, 
seeking love and seeking affirmation when really the bottom line is they're missing something Mm -hmm. from their childhood. And this is not to bash any parents. Parents, some parents did the best that they could because of how they were taught. Yeah. And there's so much more information out there now, Miles. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I 100% it's agree. So much, um, not just the Word of God, obviously, of that's our first source, but even um, prophetic insight and yes. wisdom. which is the principal thing (laughs) Uh, that we can really start to really dig down into that and say, wait a minute. Therefore I am, I am because God said, I am just like he said, I am that I am. Well, we were the firstborn. Jesus was the first and first beloved son. And then we had the opportunity to become, we already were, we just didn't recognize it. There it is. And there so is. that's why this, this podcast says re-emerge. Yes. Yes. As the authentic you. It, never, it, it wasn't the, the vision was never to say that mm. you got to discover that you're authentic. Yeah. No, you have to just re-emerge the way God originally intended. So yes. talk to me a yes. little bit about how can you see yourself in that story? It's like, um, oh my gosh. My goodness. That, <laughs> but, but that, that is the story, yeah. right? Where I grew up and I came into a scenario where I felt like I was abandoned. Mm -hmm. So I was looking everywhere around me for that belongingness, that connectedness, Mm -hmm. when in reality, I should have been looking upward. Right. And then when I started to really understand who my father was, he started to open up the understanding of who I was. Yes. So then I didn't do anything for some type of acknowledgement, some type of reward, some type of response. Mm -hmm, I -hmm. did it just because I wanted to. Yes. And me doing it because I wanted to, but then I also was doing, then I started to shift even more, Mm -hmm. not just doing it because I wanted to, because Mm -hmm. that's, that can still lead you down to a, a, a area that glorifies self. That's right. But one day I looked up and I said, I'm going to do everything that I do as if it was for my father Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and do it before him. And when I started to do that, then he started to say, you can do whatever you want. Yes. He started to show me that all the things that even that were the personal professional goals in my life, Mm -hmm. all those goals were goals that I picked up because everybody else said those would be good goals. Wow. You should be a doctor because you're smart. You should be this because you speak well. You should do this. And I just found myself just holding everybody else's desires for me. Above. Above. Yep. My own, but also above my father's. Mm -hmm. And what did that do for you when the the, uh, response to when you start to kind of evolve and be Mm -hmm. transformed by the renewing of your mind and you're, you're like... Mm, no, I don't think I want to be a doctor. I may be smart enough to be a doctor, mm-hmm. but God has given me vision. And that's another thing that I yeah. believe is so critical in understanding reemergence yes. into authenticity. Yes. You have to really have vision for your life. Yes. And people should not, um, and even parents, they should help 
shape and support those things that are in you, but God himself is the one who placed them in you. So yeah. we don't want to, we don't want even, you know, as a little child, obviously you yeah. have to, you know, but you don't want, even as a parent, you don't want your vision yeah. for um, the child's life to outweigh what yeah. their, their God given vision and their life is called to. Um, as I think about our son, our youngest son, um, Chris, and he's an amazing uh, journalist, but his passion is sports. Mm-hmm. And even in that, as parents, we had to say, well, you know, let's let's go for it. You yeah. know, go get your yeah. credentials, go get your education, get all the internships and opportunities that you can and then see how God works it out. And yes. It's not necessarily it's in that vein, but it's not necessarily to the letter of what your passion is. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be willing to embrace that. Yeah. But then the other thing that we have to talk about, Miles, is not so much, again, what you're going to do in life, mm-hmm. but who you're going to become. You yeah. know, there's a, a gentleman that um, my husband and I had had um, numerous conversations with and one of the things he always reminds us of is that we are human beings not human doings Mm, (laughs) and we have to remember that that what are we who are we becoming and our identity is not supposed to be wrapped up in our callings and our assignments even though they are uh in wrapped inside yeah. of that mm-hmm. identity. But again, we have to get back to the basics of the sonship and in a kingdom heart, a kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to start. Yeah. The journey yes. for reemergence. And, and, you know, I'm still taking those steps. I'm still going through that process because there are things that I've learned about myself, like in the last week, Mm-hmm. Where I was like, okay, God, I can do this. And he's like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. And even one of the things that been sitting with me is just the idea of he wants me to be like a child. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. children, when they see something and they love something, they want to try it all. Yeah. They want to they want to see it all. They want to reach it all. Mm-hmm. And what happens and relating back to what you were saying about with Chris and even to my own personal story. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we force ideas of what someone should be out of our own fear for their safety. Mm. So my family was like, you be a doctor because we've been poor our entire lives and we don't want that for you. Yes, I I can definitely relate to that. And it puts you in that box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, one day when God tells you, no, I gave this for you. I designed this for you. All of a sudden, you're freer than you ever been. And you're like, wait, (laughs) I don't have to do this one thing. And then he's like, yeah, because I already have a plan for those things to take care of you. I have plans and thoughts. I know the thoughts that I have for you to prosper. So good. To like, And when I think about it, it really hits on like the place of being like, you're free to even not know or to change because mm-hmm. there's another thing. Sometimes we don't allow ourselves space to say, you know what? 
I want to be a photographer today and maybe next week I might want to do something else. And it's okay mm-hmm. because I evolve. That's true. And that's that's what I desired um, as, as children, uh, as my children were growing up, is not, to, yeah, of course, to have influence. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way God designed it for us yes. to have influence, yes. but not to be controlling. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I discovered is if you really don't understand your identity, then your responses to someone else's, um, let's just call it what it is, <laughs> uh, that dysfunction, yes. their lack of understanding their own identity, you uh, allow that to influence you and and get you in a place of pretty much bondage. Mm-hmm. And you're not yeah. really free anymore. You're just like, oh, well, I want to do this, but that that makes them upset or they don't like this and mm-hmm. and then you you're you're in a web of just 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 in a controlling environment yeah. controlled environment and it's like there is no freedom yeah. the limitations are there the um no i better not do that and you're walking on eggshells i don't want to live yeah. like that i have lived like that i have lived like that in 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 previous um Life, look, another lifetime ago. (laughs) (laughs) I have lived like that. Um, And just wishing that if I would do this, then hopefully they'll behave in a different way. And that is not cool. (laughs) So you have to understand who your identity is, uh, what that looks like for you. And one of my slogans is unapologetically the authentic me. I, I no longer feel like I have to apologize. Uh, Now, does that mean that I'm arrogant? I hope not. And if I am, <laughs> I want you to call me out, Miles. But it's a confidence. It's it's such a a peace and a confidence. It's like, you know, I, I'm sorry that you don't care yeah. for this side of me or this this part of me as long as I'm walking in the righteousness of yes. God and yes. and living by faith and and my desire is to just be all that God called me to be. And so yes. it's it's an amazing opportunity. Well, Miles, I'm gonna um just get you give you an opportunity to tell oh, us a wow. little bit about how to uh contact you. You yeah. said how you love helping people. You have different uh types of yes. uh, business opportunities that you can share if if need if yeah. need be. So yeah. tell us about that um, before we close out. All right. Well I I do multiple things, but the main two things that I would love to advertise today is one, I have my own podcast where I've had you on. Yes. And it's we been talk fun. <laughs> and and look, I love every single conversation that we have together Aww, because you, every time it reveals something about myself that I did not know. Oh wow. And it's, it's always good. Um, so my podcast is called A Magnificent Podcast. Okay. Um, you can find that on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can find that pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can check me out. A Magnificent Podcast. And if you want to get in contact with me, I run a business called Spark Plug Solutions. 
And this business is what I call, I like to call myself an actualization strategist. All right. And what does that mean? It Tell means, me. Right, right. <laughs> uh, actualization is the process of becoming the best version of yourself. Oh. So the process of being fulfilled, of reaching that pinnacle of like, I'm not worried about house. I'm not worried about food, love, belonging. Mm -hmm. I have fully reached this point where I have all those things and I feel fulfilled in my life. Okay. So what I do is I help people build a strategy to get to that point. So if you want to start a business, if you want to, um, do a podcast, a YouTube channel. And you've been anything. amazing helping <laughs> Dee Gerard and myself. And thank you. I just want to give yes. a, a, a plug for uh, you. your business. You have helped us tremendously. Yeah. You you do have a beautiful heart um, to serve yes. and to help because you. you know we didn't know what the heck <laughs> we were doing when we first got yeah. started. And you still make yourself available yeah. for us. And That's a glowing recommendation. And if you guys want to reach me, you can just send me an email okay. at sparkplugsolutions at gmail.com. That's Beautiful. it. Simple. So with that, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Miles. Thank you for coming on my podcast today. And again, this is Kathleen T. Lindsay with Reemerge as the Authentic You. I look forward to um, our next guest. It's going to be an amazing uh, few next guests I've got on the calendar. And I'm just excited to share how we can become... Uh, the authentic selves that God created in the beginning. And also you can find more about me on Kathleen T. Lindsay Ministries dot com or you can find me on the authentic you dot rocks and um, just excited to share some more things. I'm um, launching out into some jewelry. I'm, I, I can't wait to tell you more about jewelry. Um, it's a new uh, jewelry line called Belia. What? I didn't know about this one. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Belia is a new, it's in pre-launch stages. It okay. hasn't even, even been launched. So I'm excited Ooh. to be a part of an amazing uh, a community that's building some new uh, global. It's a global company. And also I will be um, launching some more coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, how many prophets do we have out there? How many prophetic people do we have out there? Uh, very soon you will be seeing some programs uh, for mentoring. If you want to be developed in uh, the prophetic realm and the kingdom culture, of understanding how to flow. We just love to flow in the Holy Spirit in his prophetic culture. As God speaks, we speak. He gives us dreams. He gives us visions. And you just need a little cultivation of those things. So I just want you to check us out on the authentic you.rocks. And again, this is Kathleen T. Lindsay at Kathleen T. Lindsay Ministries. I'll see you next week. I'll, I hope you'll listen in next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening in today. Please like, follow, and subscribe to Kathleen T. Lindsay Ministries online on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And be sure to join Kathleen here each week 
as she partners with God to help you embrace who He says you are and reemerge as the authentic you.